Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And welcome to everybody who's listening from around the globe. Uh, There's lots of people picking this up now in Europe, which is wonderful. And we have our US uh, audience. Hello, everybody. Over there, it's your evening over there if you're listening live. And we also have our, um, our UK audience that normally pick this up a little bit later on in the day. And a lot of people do listen to archives. So it's great that you're following the show. And remember, too that you can mark this show as a favourite so you're always going to know what's coming up and what you can listen to. But today the show that Ali and I are going to be doing is about dissolving codependency. And we talk a lot about codependency but look it's really, really great to go back over this and through this and our audience is predominantly female and you know codependency is a big thing that women struggle with until they really learn how not to. So, you know, codependency, what it's about is, and I'm just going to introduce Ellie, and I might let you, Ellie, take this part away. So, hi, Ellie. How are you going? Hi, Mel. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm well, thanks. Really good. I'm looking forward, like you are, to a bit of a break over Christmas time. But, um, yeah, really ramping it up, um, leading up to the end, because, um, as we know, Christmas time can be quite a, difficult time for a lot of people and a lot of families and certainly people that struggle with these kind of things. So we're wanting to get um, as much information and offers and products and services and free articles and um, shows and things out there to those people that, you know, aren't maybe feeling um, so right or so happy with life and everything at this time of year and um, and provide all those resources for them to really start working on those areas of their life. So 2011 can be um, you know, a better year if that's what people are after. And codependency is something that's quite integral and um, connected with a lot of the stuff that you talk about, Mel, um, specifically um, people that often find themselves in unhealthy relationships. Um, it's um, all wrapped up as, um, well, as you're well aware and we've spoken about on previous occasions of trying to receive from outside of yourself your self-worth. So really being controlled by life and other people. Um, and the irony of all that is the more control you try and exert, you know, to um, impress people or keep people happy or do the right thing all the time to, to feel loved, safe and secure, um, you know, the more you become controlled by it. Um, the tendencies obviously are not always obvious. That's not just a matter of, um, you know, um, you know, uh, a parent-child relationship, for example. I mean, there's obvious, you know, there's obviously some level of codependency there that's um, that's healthy. Uh, but when you're wanting to fix people in situations um, rather than just accepting them and letting them go, well, that's you know, there's all kinds of ways that manifests in people's lives. Um, so, really, what we're what we're going to start off with today is um, identifying, you know, are you codependent? And, you know, most people associate codependency with people with some um, addiction problems, you know, um, alcohol dependency, you know, um, tobacco dependency, you know, people that have got, you know, really, really need these things to function. It's, it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, well, it's not only the case. Yeah, and look, the classic uh, codependency model was really any child that came out of an alcoholic family was was traditionally known through the 80s and the 90s as as a standard codependent and it seemed that everybody else wasn't but uh, when we really dig into codependency we can see that it really is a human model and it's very much a female model that can cause a lot of pain and a lot of frustration yeah and uh, certainly the more the modern age and it would be fair to say um, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, insult anyone or offend anybody, but certainly since the sort of um, more 
male energies have dominated the world and um, more ego and materialistic sort of uh, focused um, models for life or or objectives, if you like, um, that females have found themselves in a role certainly up until quite recently where, where women have largely you know, stayed at home and raised children and, and we've spoken often about that um, that need to uh, to have a man or a relationship to have a roof over your head and feel safe and secure and that certainly is an example of codependency and look we're all we're all for happy healthy relationships we're certainly that's that's where we're at um, but what we're saying is a happy healthy relationship is not a codependent one and um, so if you've got these tendencies where you feel yeah where you're feeling the need to have things in order to feel safe and good you're not actually well you're cheating yourself you're not really contributing to a relationship because you're symbiotic you're needing someone to give you something in order for you to feel safe and survive and likewise they're needing you to need them to get something from that whether it's an ego derivative or um, someone to do the donkey work for them or you know have sex with who knows but um, I mean, there's all kinds of manifestations for these kind of relationships, and it's very, very common. And, and I mean, we all go to work, and we all need to go and work for a boss or to do something in order to, to earn money in order to survive. Um, and in that way, we are all, to some degree, codependent. But there is healthy codependency and, and normal codependency, and there's codependency that supports society and supports itself. Um, and then there's codependency that is unhealthy that comes from an inner need or um, in a feeling of incompleteness and therefore a need to go outside of yourself, um, find something to kind of to feed that or to stuff it down and support it so you feel safe and happy. So um, I wonder if we'll um, move on to identifying some, you know, like some questions that people listening might have, you know, are you codependent? And we can ask a few obvious questions. I don't, shall I carry on with these now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe if, um, yeah, like if if you ask the the questions, and maybe I'll, you know, give some responses that I work through with, uh, you know, clients and people that I'm working with. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. So, so a good here's a question for you, and you know, you can you can tell us, you know, a typical response or responses to this is, do you try sure. to receive self from outside of yourself? So not only you know, do you, but also what, what does that mean? What does receiving self from outside of self mean and, and how do people find themselves doing that? Look, I think the big one for females is we've really grown up with belief systems that I'm not whole unless I have a relationship and I'm not whole unless I have a man in my life. So automatically those beliefs throw women into codependency and there's a lot of women out there that I deal with and work with on a daily basis. They may be in their 30s um, and I think it's a real hot spot for women in their 30s, you know, and especially, and you can relate this to, to this too, Ali, you know, like um, you've done an enormous amount on your journey and you've come out of narcissism and you're looking to create the next step of your life. You know, but there's a lot of women out there that are really thinking, you know, my life's over, I haven't got the man yet, I haven't got the relationship yet. And I have many, many clients in this bracket and a lot of you listening might be able to relate to this. Or maybe, you know, you've done all of that and, and you've, you've lost that, uh, that, that didn't work out in your life and you're looking to go again. But I think it's very, very important that as a woman, that you need to be whole going into a relationship and you need to be that force and that source to yourself. So, of course, there is going to be an aspect of your life that is incomplete if you don't have that great relationship, if you're not producing the family. But you need to be at an emotional, energetic level where you're feeling really whole and contained within yourself. So, in other words, you can provide your own happiness you have a direction, you have some sort of purpose and mission in your life. You know how to be happy. You know how to spend time with friends and you know how to socialise and do things that you may have always equated to, I have to have a relationship before I do those things. Because if you go into or trying to produce a relationship from a point of, I need that relationship to sustain me, you're going to be needy. You're going to be needy in the relationship. You're going to really run a risk of having the wrong guy come in who is also going to be empty. And then what you're going to try and do is fix and hang on to the relationship in codependent ways that are only going to create pain. 
And the other big thing for women that that always plays out until they get a handle on it is that when a man comes into my space and I have an attraction to that man, I become naturally codependent in that I think I'm limited. And a scarcity mentality comes through and it's a very big thing in women's DNA. And I, I always suggest for women that if they're playing this out, that they actually get some quantum healing done on it to really turn that around. Because that scarcity mentality is all about, it's got to work with this guy. I may not get this opportunity again. Somebody else may not turn up in my life. So that automatically puts them into a codependent place. Whereas if they can get into, uh, as women, if we can be whole and healthy and full and happy, we know if we're happy and we're not. So if we're happy, what we're looking to do is to add to that happiness with a partner. So more of the same of what we've already got. So therefore we make really healthy conscious choices about who we choose as a partner. And we can have our checklist and I'm not just talking about six foot two dark hair blue eyes. I'm talking about has this guy got a mission in his life? Is he um, whole and healthy in his life? Has he got a background that's healthy? Is he a giving, loving, supportive guy? Does he want an exclusive, committed relationship rather than, you know, getting with some guy because there's an attraction and all those pheromones start moving and then you start thinking, well, this guy is saying to me, well, you know, I don't know if I want anything serious yet. I might need about six months to make my mind up. Now, I don't know how many times I hear that story and how many women have got involved with that guy trying to prove to him that they're the woman that he wants to settle down with and it never works. So a woman going into that sort of situation is codependent. What she's really saying is I don't feel whole, I'm prepared to settle for second best, I'm prepared to take a risk and I'm not backing myself because I'm not whole and healthy enough to believe that I am unlimited with many options and I don't have to take the first guy that comes along that makes my toes curl. Yeah, so, and I think it's, it's, a, it's what you've, you've described it perfectly and I think it's a massive energetic shift and a profound one and one that we all know at head level um, makes sense and, 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 and is, is how we'd like to be. And like you said, though, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ingrained DNA um, societal uh, programming thing that so many women do feel incomplete or needy and will bend over backwards and turn themselves into relative muppets and doormats in order to accommodate men and this feels safe and it's, it's a vicious cycle and it, the irony of it is that become, life becomes less safe, less happy, less fulfilling and less healthy and um, and that's where codependency is, is a self-perpetuating cycle and that the sooner you can stand up and, and, and be, in, be in your truth and start taking responsibility for your energy and holding your boundaries and walking your line, the sooner life can start rewarding with you with that security and with that safety and with all the things that you want. But as long as you are pantering and um, accommodating other people's needs over and before your own, you're actually... You're actually cheating yourself. You're actually not. It's 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 non-consistent with universal law. It's like uh, you know a, a flower pretending to be an animal or vice versa. You know we've all got a, a path here on earth, and when we're not fulfilling it, we're not happy. But looking outside of ourselves to try and make us feel happy, like you said, has never worked. And in relationships, it's extremely destructive. Um, and eventually, often children come along, and and they're the ones that that that, that then where the brunt of that and then might find themselves in codependent relationships because it's the model that they've been brought up with. So it's not just that's about right, you right. Um, overcoming and look, codependency. Back in history, it, it was a very true thing that women had limited options. So we all know the model of the woman that just used to put up and shut up and, and just really, really have to hold the family together no matter how she was being treated. Now, there were some renegade women back then that, you know, even with six and eight kids, that I'm not going to put up with this and they made it work but we've got so much more opportunity now and what's really beautiful when you understand men is that I know back through my 20s when I went through a very dark destructive period in my life I used to believe that all men were bastards 
that all men, men didn't want to commit, they were all players, they were all liars, they were all cheaters, they were all those sorts of things. Now what I know, now those men exist, absolutely they do, just like there's women like that that exist. But what I do know now is there are a ton of great guys out there that are just waiting for that woman to come into her, his life that actually respects herself, that has boundaries, and he has this thing in his DNA where he wants a woman that can stand up and be accountable and be a strength that walks beside him. Any decent man has that in his DNA. So, you know, when as a woman, when we start saying, I've got boundaries, I've got lines, you need to be a great guy who is up for commitment and exclusivity to come into my life on an on a intimate relationship level, there are so many guys going, wonderful, that is fantastic. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Because you know what? A man in a relationship is the most happiest when he can give to his lady and be appreciated for it. And when he is seen as a great guy and has to operate like one, that's when he is the most fulfilled in a relationship. And women, we've all come from that thing, I've got to keep him happy, I've got to give him what he wants, I've got to keep handing myself over, I've got to have sex with him even when I'm not interested, I've got to have the meal on the table, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do the other, I've got to look sexy all the time, I've got to, I've got to, you know, women lost that ability which used to be the older model back you know back in with our forebears which was that men had to court and they were chosen they were literally chosen by a woman and her father if he was a good enough guy to be in her life now men loved that so if you can be you only need one guy to have a great relationship okay it's a one guy deal there are a ton of guys out there that, and this is where I say to women, if you want to get out of being codependent, get out there and date. Start dating. This is where women go wrong. There's two types of women in a, in a dating single process. There are the women that just throw themselves at men hoping that it's going to work, usually sexually, and it totally doesn't. Or these women that are too terrified to get out there and meet men and date them because they don't want to have to go through the not the right one or the feeling rejected or putting up with the sleeves or whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, my dating clients, they're on programs where they purposefully go out on dates with decent men that they can categorise as decent men. Now, he may not be the guy for you, but I really think that it's so important to get out there and date Go out on dates, which is dinners, coffees, lunches, whatever, where you can sit face-to-face with a guy and have a two-hour conversation whether or not you're interested in with him as a partner and date at least 10 people before you meet the right guy. Because you need to understand that as a woman, you need to be comfortable around men. You need to be able to hold your boundaries. You need to get out of your head, I've got to make the first right guy straight away you want to get out there and know that you can talk in a language where you can ask the right questions where you can have men inspired to realize oh my god she's checking me out to see whether I'm good enough for her rather than you know how we've all done it we get in there and oh my god do I look cute enough is my hair right you know Am I, am, I, am I, you know, agreeing enough with him? Am I, am I something he's going to want? You know, you've got to get out of all of that. You've got to say, right, I know what I want. I'm going to get out there and date, and I'm going to give across a very powerful message to men that I am contained, I'm in my power, and if he wants to be in my life, he's got to step up. And you will be amazed at how many men will want you as their lady and will actually show that. And then there's the point of having to be able to, part of boundary function and learning mature boundary function is how to take a no and not take it personally and how to say a no. So, you know, part of the dating process, you might like somebody who, you know, isn't interested in you. That's okay. It's just not meant to be. And the universe is doing you a really, really big favor. 
And if you accept it and keep moving on, you're empowered through the process. It's a very, very healthy thing to happen to you. It's also a very, very healthy thing to happen to you that when a guy is actually interested in you and you're not interested in him, to be able to stand up and say, look, I think you're a great guy and I really wish you all the best, but you're, not, you're just not for me. And men take that very, very well. And every time you're having these experiences, one way or the other, you become more empowered, you become more true to yourself, you become more confident, and you lose that whole thing of my interaction with guys has got to hit the jackpot straight away, and if it doesn't, I'm shattered, I'm battered, I hate this process, and I'm going to give up. Because, you know, you do that, you're a sitting duck for either being alone or grabbing the wrong guy to try and fulfill yourself. So that's my ramble about what women really need to do to step up if they're single and get out of codependency. Yes. And I think if you want a real quality, true, long-term, sustainable relationship, that there is no other way because there's always going to be you, the guys, looking for the other half, the codependent woman, to fill them up. And if you want one of those guys, be codependent, be prepared to come to make your life about someone else, not have your own dreams, not be um, two whole um, coming together to make um, an even stronger unit. And that's the whole point of any interaction in life, any healthy interaction in life, regardless of whether it's a romantic loved one or um, something professional to do with work or, or when nature comes together. It's about adding positives together to create an, an even greater positive, not two weak, broken, needing halves looking to complete themselves and, and, and actually undermining and and reducing the effectiveness of the two halves because they're shutting down even more. By being codependent, you're accommodating somebody else's... Um, oh, what's the word for it, Mel? Um, not, it, I mean, it wouldn't be fair to say all people codependents are in relationships with abusive people, but you're certainly accommodating somebody else's um, unhealthy relationship patterns uh, by not yeah. being yourself or walking your truth, and um, likewise, you're not you're not setting up a great model for your own children or you know those people around you. So, you know, we're all we're all on Earth for a reason. We're all born with you know fantastic um, skills and motivations and inspirations, and you know humans and specifically females have been taught to shut those down and, and like you said, look nice, get dinner on the table blah, 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 blah. And that's some of the most miserable women in the world, aren't they? Are those beautiful-looking women yeah. that just don't have their own really life that have made model. it all about a man. And really, yeah, look, the model now, I mean, I, I think in, um, you know, in, for our forebears that, you know, the, the specific gender distinctions worked a lot better than what they do now. But we're now in an evolving time and we're in an evolving time of equality. And, you know, women that give till it hurts are dead ringers to run smack bang into a narcissist because a narcissist wants to mine. He wants to take. He doesn't want to give. He wants to take. So, you know, a lot of women that are heavily codependent in that way are going to fall into the hands of a narcissist, as I did and as you did, Ali, and as countless mm. women did, you know. So, you know, I'm really, I know what I wanted was I wanted a strong, capable man to come into my life to make my life um, fulfilling and to stop the emptiness and the pain of being alone, which I'd carried all my life between relationships until I worked this out. So every relationship... You know, initially in the glow, it looked fantastic. And then when it all came down, it was always the same dynamic. It was disappointing. It was unfulfilling. I lacked boundary function. Um, and I only got out when the writing was completely on the wall and there was nowhere else to go. So, you know, and, and, a lot of, and I hung on way, way past where I should have hung on because I did not have a foundation of self. So, you know, everything gets back to this foundation of self. And the great thing about foundation of self is whether or not you're in a relationship, you can feel great. If your partner's having a bad day, you can feel great. You know, like I have an 
you know, and Ali, you've met my partner and seen us together. I have a fantastic relationship now with, you know, a guy that is healthy and whole and he owns, you know, he holds his own space. But, you know, he is a man and sometimes when he's got things on his mind, he can go into his cave. But I'm learned enough now and and sustained enough in my energy that I can let that go and go, okay, well, you're there and you're just sorting some stuff out and, uh, you know, and if you need me, I'm here and if not, you're cool and I'm cool and and I can let him be in that energy and still feel great about my life, what I'm doing, you know, and, if you, and, and my whole thing on that, if you've got a problem with me, you're going to come and talk to me about it and it's actually your responsibility but, you know, the old me would have thought, oh, you're a little bit distant, you know, for these five or ten minutes. Oh, my God, what have I done wrong? What can I do to fix this? Because you're not feeling right and you're not all of a sudden loving me, that must mean that I'm unlovable and I feel awful because you're not loving me. And, you know, women are way too concerned about how a man's energy is in relation to them. When we hold our own energy, we can do all this stuff in really, really healthy ways and understand the difference between men and women. And really, you know, in as far as abusive partners, if you're whole and healthy, you can know what is or isn't right and you can speak up about it and you can say, right, well, here is my line and this is what I know I deserve and what I want. Are you able to step up or not? And if you're not able to step up, well, I don't need this experience, you know, because I'm whole and healthy. And I know there's more from where that came from. I know I can create something healthy and whole for myself because it's nobody else's responsibility. It's not your responsibility to give that to me. It's my responsibility to give that to myself. So, you know, one of the models of codependency that... um, it's a story that I love, you know, and I might have said it before, but it, it, just to simplify it, it was a woman that I knew of and a guy, and she was living with an alcoholic for years, trying to fix him, trying to change him. Now, we can substitute him being an alcoholic for anything you like. You know, it could be a liar, it could be this, it could be that, it could be whatever, but she was unhappy. Now, she tried to fix him, change him, get him therapy. This went on for two decades until finally it clicked for her that my responsibility to have a happy, healthy life is mine and mine alone. I can't change him, I can't fix him, but I can walk a straight line of saying, what would a healthy, happy life look like to me? And that actually meant booting him out. So she booted him out and she said, well, I am not going to live with alcohol in my life anymore. So you can substitute that for alcohol, lies, abuse, bad temper, bad behaviour, whatever you want. So she ended the relationship. Now he went off, he got himself into therapy, he did what he was needed and within six months he was back in her life as a healthy, responsible man. And she kept walking that boundary and that boundary was you touch a drop and I know about it and you're done. We're done. I won't have it. He never did. And that was it. And he's now a fantastic advocate for alcoholics, for um, gamblers, for drug addicts. You know, he's doing amazing work in the world. And his, his reflection back on that was, I am so glad she did that because I was not going to get well until she did. So this is what codependents need to realize is that we have, and I did a lifetime of this, trying to fix and change other people so that they could make me happy. And that's really what a codependent does. Whereas the codependent needs to become empowered where my happiness is actually not dependent on anybody or anything else getting their act together. It's about the choices I make and the decisions I make for myself. And it changes everything. I think another. I think one um, other point that's worth making, because I mean, I, I know for you, Mel, to a certain extent, and certainly for me and a lot of people that I um, interact with, and I know have had um, similar issues in their past with codependency and trying to fix people in situations. The point of nearly breaking them and being exceedingly unhappy and being taken advantage of and lied to, and you name it, is not even so much the 
might need a man to survive and certainly that's, that's a big one for a lot of people but there's also those people that find themselves in codependent situations as a result of their need to win, be right. Um, we've talked about fixing yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly know in my situation, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm relatively independent and resourceful and self-sufficient and I, you know, have walked away from plenty of situations that don't work for me and, you know, had lots and lots of opportunities to be with guys that weren't quite right and I've known that and that's fine. I don't need them that much. But one thing, and certainly with, um, you know, referring to one long-term relationship in particular, um, the mind-bending and the double standards and the manipulation and everything to a point that it was so wrong, I had to make it right. I'd invested so much time, there was so much of this there, there was so much that involved, I needed to make it work. And that that's bordering on, you know, an obsession when your focus becomes so much about making it work, not so much because you need the guy necessarily. Well, you do, you love them and, and you know, you want it all to be right, but also there's a, a, a multitude of other things that, um, are motivating you to hang in there and try and fix it. And being right was a big one because this person, how can this person be so unfair, so cruel, so wrong? You know, there's got to be a resolution in here. I can't just accept it and move on. There's too much loss involved. There's too much pain involved. Point. There's too much time. There's too much money involved. And so you give yourself these reasons to keep battling on. Well, that's just the loser mentality. I mean, you're being torn that's to shreds bit by bit. Mm. Look, definitely and, um, and, you know, as far as... There's really two types of codependence that I come across regularly. Is definitely, you know, is more the female version where you know I feel dependent. I can't. It, it's usually the woman that'll put up and shut up, and she'll go along and try to please him and not want to rock the boat, and you know, and and she's very very codependent in that space. Then there is the highly intelligent, capable, creative codependent. And I was definitely in that bracket, and I know you were too, and a lot of my clients are. These are women, and of course, you know, any guys listening in, this can be you as well. Because actually, uh, my partner now had a relationship where he was playing that out as the guy in a a relationship with a narcissistic um, um, alcoholic female. So, but what we can do is when we're highly intelligent, we're very capable, every area of our life, we get up, we go again, we, you know, we can turn mud into jam, we can make it work. And when you get with somebody who is narcissistically inclined, you know, you don't want to lose. You're in this battle, you're in this battle of wits and I can fix this, I can make this, I can turn this around. If there's one chance in a million, I'm going to sort it out. You know, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to let him have the upper hand. I'm not going And you end up in this massive, obsessive power struggle of wit, um, of the battle of wits and, you know, how to get one step ahead and how to, you know, close him in to make him accountable. How to... I did that nearly to my death. And I really um, understood that it generally is very strong people that get hooked up with narcs and don't let go because there's a lot of women I know and men out there that just don't want the battle. They don't want the fight and quite frankly they couldn't sustain it because they're not strong enough to sustain it. Now the problem is with a narcissist is he, when you're doing that with him, he says booyah, that's what he wants. You are giving him a fight that you actually can't win because you've got a conscience. And because you've got a conscience, you're not prepared to move the goalposts and do the lies and the manipulations and the twists and the turns that the narcissist does. So, you know, really, you're like David up against Goliath here. And you can't win. And he knows you can't win. And the other reason you can't win is because what you are going for is a, a sensible safe, mature person with integrity doesn't exist. So you're, you know, it's a little bit like a greyhound chasing the, like, plastic rabbit who will get the rabbit at the end maybe and find out it wasn't a real rabbit. So, you know, this is one of the most cleverest tools that a narcissist will use, keep you in the fight giving you some sort of sense that you may be able to win, there's nothing to win and you will never win. So that's why with narcissism as a codependent, the only solution ever 
is to let go and empower yourself and stop hurting yourself because you are hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself more than what the narcissist is hurting you because he can only hurt you when you allow it. Yeah. And, and, and aside from the winning or as well as the winning, the, I mean, another, another common, um, you know, sort of characteristic of these relationships is, you know, these, these women that want to make it work and they've been often successful in everything else and, you know, never had a problem in, an, in a previous relationship or never had that, that, that degree of arguments and difficulty with anyone or anything in their well, lives. Well, there's difficulty. And like, there's definitely a pattern of difficulty, but what happens is when the narc comes along is he is the representation of everything you haven't faced within yourself. Well, yeah, and this is right, but they, and, and what they'll use, or what, and, and they, I'm, I, I believe this is all done unconsciously. It's just this, the style of the persona. It's not often as calculated as it looks. It's just, it's just immoral and um, without any boundaries or empathy. So capable of doing things that come off as quite, you know, um, evil and sadistic to other people, but just completely unconscious to the, to the narcissist. Um, well, that's right, because that's just the way they operate, and that the way they're wired and when you try to compare a narcissist to a normal human that actually does have neuropathways that work with empathy and conscience and compassion you you can't compare them it's like comparing an egg to an orange because mm. a narc does not think or feel the way normal human beings do so in his model of the world he's operating perfectly that's right yeah and that's 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 why trying to make them change is, is so impossible because you're effectively asking them to to lie with their root beliefs of themselves. Um, and they'll, they'll say that to a degree to keep people happy, but you know they'll always revert back to what they they think is truth and right and, and serve their ego. But um, just one more thing on the, the codependent um, codependency and, and certainly um, unhealthy or abusive and narcissistic relationships is when there's an insinuation that you haven't done something right and somehow you need to change and you need to fix it. Women um, and men in these relationships can very easily take more than their responsibility for trying to make everything right. And that indicates a, a massive underlying sense of insecurity that somehow it's my job to fix all this, somehow it's my job to make this person feel right and happy. Yeah. Are they running around trying to make me feel happy every five minutes and worrying about how I'm feeling and what I'm doing? No. So why on earth are their mood swings and their lies and manipulations reflected back on you and somehow made your fault and you buy that? Like, yeah, you know, and I do. think a lot of people listening will agree. And, and, and exactly, and why? Because we're not clear on boundaries, we're not clear on self-worth, and we're codependent. We're, we're, we're trying to think around it, and we're like, oh, okay, well, that's unfair, and that doesn't sound right, and that was a horrible thing that he did, and that really hurt, but, you know, I've got to morph into a different shape now to um, yeah. accommodate these, like you said, changing goalposts. And, and then what on earth is controlling your life? Someone's moods and tempers, right. and um, it's, 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 a, it's, never, it's never going to work. And um, as codependents, what, yeah. you know, what are you thinking in the first place? Since when did your neighbour look over the fence and say, by the way, you look, crap today and I didn't like the way you pulled out of the driveway this morning and da 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 and you were like you did it ruin your day and you thought oh, I've, got to, I've got to go to driving lessons now and I've got to change it. I mean like come on who does that? Yeah. What healthy balanced human being says that to another person for a start anyway but who actually takes that on board when they're secure and whole themselves and um, and well, I think that's right. what that's, that's what right. codependency boils down to and look, when you get out of codependency, you really get into an acceptance, you get out of judgment, you go, well, look, you know what? Other people can be and do whoever they want to be and do. Because they actually can. You know, you can't exactly. control that. But what you can control is your response to that and your reaction to that. So I think that's a really, really good example because when we're severely codependent, it could be one comment that's been made about your hair that sends you into a spin all day. And I know mm. I used to be like that. But, you know, when you become a sense to yourself, you know, you know, it's like the fable about the uh, donkey and the, and the family going through the marketplace. You know, no matter who got on the donkey, somebody had this really negative comment to make about it and said, well, why shouldn't it be like this? And the moral to that story was, you are not going to make everybody happy. I love what John D. Martini says. He says, you know, if you're going to spend your life trying not to piss people off, you're going to piss yourself off. 
And it's not about that. You're not here to make everybody happy. And quite frankly, it's an impossibility. You're here to make yourself happy and fill your life with things that match you. And the other stuff that doesn't match you, stop participating. Don't even send it a second thought. Who cares? It's their stuff. It's got nothing to do with you. And that's such a freedom. So, you know, next time you're on the road and somebody pulls out in front of you, rather than putting negative energy into it or somebody sticks their finger up at you at the window, bless them. Bless and accept it and get on with driving and thinking about your day and flick it off in a second. Because, you know, every time somebody you allow, nobody messes with your vibration, you allow it. And every time you allow it and you take it on and you do that whole judgment thing on it, you've just created an energy matrix where you are going to attract that into your life again every single time. If you bless and accept it and you just have acceptance on it and the acceptance is people can be and do whoever they want to be and do. And you know what? I don't care because I'm just worried about my life, you know? So, and it just makes it really, really easy. So I know with my son, him and I used to play out this codependent thing all the time, you know, and he's like this picky little Virgo. So I'd do the shopping and then he'd go, Mum, why did you buy that? You know, I don't like that. And, you know, and it felt like he was always moving the goalposts, you know, as an easy target for him to anger dump on. And he'd anger dump and I'd bite. And I'd go into all this stuff, you know, look at all the things I do for you. You're ungrateful. This really hurts me. And it could be over the peanut butter jar, you know. And when I learned this stuff, I just realized he was having a bad moment. He was being a little tripe in that moment and having a dig at me. And I'd just say, oh, well, no worries, Zach. By the way, do you want a cup of coffee? And I'd move on and not even register it. And when we played that dynamic out, it stopped. I had no charge, it stopped, and then what I was getting from my son was loving stuff, you know? So we only, we're the creator of all of it, and if things on the outside are going to hurt you and you take them personally, well then you're just signing up for more of it. It's not going to stop. That's right. It's, it's, it's everyone's individual responsibility to decide what they want and tune themselves appropriately to match that. And you can say what you want and think what you want on a head level, but if you're not acting out energetically, what's compatible with that? Well, that is what's the most powerful attraction point. That's what you're going to get. So it's um it's all very well saying, you know, I want this and I want that and I believe and that's not right and it should have been, you know, however. If you're not creating that space, holding that energy around you, it's not your truth and that's not what you're going to get coming into your life and that's not what you're going to... um to co-create and support in your life. Um, and you've given a perfect example with with Zach. And um, certainly I know in my life one area where I've never um, taken any nonsense has been in my um, professional work, you know, and I'm very clear about, you know, the opportunities that are, are present to me and what I can have and, you know, and... And you know, and then certainly in the past, when it's when it's come up with things, you know, I'm I'm quite clear on that, and I, and and it just doesn't really happen anymore. There's there's no you know there's no negotiation or issue because I've always been quite clear on what I can do and where I can be and, and how it can all go. But um and and yeah. I think most people listening would know that there's areas of their lives that are just easy. And why is it just easy? Why why are friendships just easy to you? Why is um cooking or gardening just easy to you? Why is uh, recreation or Something you know, you know, maybe it's, it's painting or a hobby. Some things just come easily, and why do they come easily? Because we just we don't attach a whole lot of can I, can't I, am I good enough to it? We just do it. That's exactly and, right. Um, There's no negative charge on it, you know. And one of the most freeing things you can ever do is stop expecting life and people to behave perfectly, because they're not going to, you know. And that's just such a freedom because I know, you know, I've spent years of being critical and and judging things around me and people around me and stuff like that. And when I let all that stuff go and said, you know, people can be and do whatever they want to be and do, and that gives me the freedom to observe it and go, you know, do I want a piece of that or don't I? And if I don't, I won't participate. I don't need to. 
you know, and I can just move on focusing on what I do want to participate on and bring that into my life. And then if I'm not sure, I can speak up or, you know, set a boundary with it. But, you know, boundaries are not about screaming your head off and going to war and all that sort of stuff. They're about saying, hey, look, you know, this is my truth. That may not be yours. And if it's not yours, well, then, you know, we just don't need to do this. We just, you know... Or it's really about stating your truth, removing yourself. And it's about, you know, like we can go through this with kids. We can really go through this with kids. I know a lot of parents out there that have got kids that teenagers, they can get abusive and smart and even come out with, oh, I hate you and you don't do this, all the guilt trips and all that stuff, you know. And I went through that as well. And it was basically like, well, you know, I'm ready to talk to you when you want to be respectful. And until then, I'm getting on with my day. So it was like, I'm not going to engage you on that level. So, you know, I'm getting on with it. And you can rant and rave and stomp your feet and do whatever. But, you know, when you're ready to come and talk to me on a level that is respectful, well, then we'll discuss it. And, you know, there's a lot of skills you can you can learn in healthy interdependency, which are also about being able to say to that person, look, I'm ready to hear what's upsetting you. Please tell me. And to be able to listen and validate without feeling personally attacked. You know, I can understand that you feel like that. I can see you're hurting. All those sorts of things rather than personalising it, which a codependent does and getting our backs up, and then we go into resistance, the other person goes into resistance, and it just ends up this codependent, enmeshed fight where, you know, there's either going to be the most intimidating person's going to win or the person that backs down's going to lose. But we're looking for win-win results in life with everything. And if win-win means, you know, and win-win, we can even put it to this model, okay, you're a narcissistic abuser... I love you enough from a humanity level, from a live and let live level, to let you be whoever you need to be. I can't change you. I'm not going to try to, and I really don't have a right to. So you can go off and be and do whoever you need to be and do, and my that's your win. And my win is I get to let go and I get to create a life free of narcissism. That's my win. So, you know, win-win can happen everywhere, but we've just had a question in the chat room, which is after years with a narc and one's self-esteem is so depleted, how does one get strong enough to even take the smallest action to leave? Look, really, really good question, and I'll try and simplify it. You've got to do work on yourself. Firstly, I would suggest quantum healing so that you can release and get into a better resonance and a better vibration that does honour you. The other thing is, is that... It can be hard to rebuild while the narc is still in your space. Really what you need is enough of a leg up to be able to break away. Then when you break away, you have got to pull out all the stops, all the things that are going to sustain you, rebuild you, and actually really remove and reinstate a true self so that you're out of the programs that led you into narcissism in the first place. It's a journey. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a, a lead-in to... Um, but look, ultimately, you've got to go. You've got to go. Well, you're staring down the barrel of more of the same. And my total, total belief is that you're only going to come back and repeat the pattern in your next lifetime. So, and, and you, generally what I find through quantum healing is that people, with they are with narcissists and they, they've been doing this pattern for lifetimes already. So at some point, you're going to come home to yourself because there's really nowhere else to go. Otherwise, you're just staring down the barrel of more of the same. So this is where, you know, and this is where the things I offer are specifically for that. You know, when I did my journey and my recovery, those things weren't in place. I had to find them out for myself. But you have a tried, true, tested model that works, that worked for me and worked for countless, works for countless other women that you can do. So you don't have to stumble in the dark alone. You can get all the resources that you need to do this. And actually, that's a little bit of a lead into um, we're putting together a program which is specifically about narcissistic abuse recovery that's coming up very, very soon and it's going to be released very soon. So you need to commit. You need to commit to yourself. 
just a note on that, Mel, and yeah, perfect opportunity to mention that. Um, this is what what the um, listeners just brought up is symptomatic of anyone who's in the crux of one of these situations. You know, there's just there's just no energy, thought, everything is just a mush, a grey, a fog. You know, you know, we we not we know what that's like, and this program that Mel's putting together is specifically for that. It's, it's, it's how how do you deal with the immediate situation? How do you start to build yourself up? How do you understand what's going on? How do you start to disengage from that? And how do you start, you know, to empower yourself? And if you'd like to get first-hand um, preview of when we'll be releasing that, you can sign up to our membership newsletter on the website. Go to the top right-hand um, side of the webpage, www.melanietoniaevans.com. You can sign up for membership for free. You'll get a... Um, a free ebook straight away or a mini ebook, but we'll be uh, releasing to members only anyway um, the opportunity to have first dibs on the uh, narcissistic abuse recovery program um, that will be kicking off early in the new year. But um, a lot of the lead in material will be available to subscribers immediately. Uh, we've only got limited spaces on that because there's a number of uh, specialized group power healings that are involved all around getting yourself through and out of the situation. It's, um, yeah, Mel, Mel's put it together specifically for this sort of thing. So anyone listening that's um, identifying with that, having been in the situation, not feeling, well, like feeling like they want to be where Mel is and, and, and understanding what we're saying, but not feeling like it's within their grasp, or within their reach, uh, really, really recommend you have a good look at that. It's um, a program that we've designed to be um, affordable um, and accessible and as flexible as possible because we realise a lot of people in these situations have family and work and there's often a lot of baggage and um, and drama that goes with uh, detaching from these situations, certainly if you've been in a relationship for some time. So um, please do sign up for the membership. You'll get the email. You'll, um, you'll, you'll get the, the details um, in advance. And like I said, um, those members will have first option on places um, on the program with Mel. So the membership um, icon top right-hand side of the website for more information on that. Yeah, and look, you know, the thing is, and I promise you, I did it from a place of a complete psychotic suicidal breakdown, 38 kilos, and, you know, every um, emotional adrenaline system breakdown you could imagine. So I did it from that place, and I, you know, that's as bad as it gets, and you can get back from there. So it's, it's totally doable, but you have to commit. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, know, you have to stop living in the fantasy that you can. Yeah, stop believing yeah, that and you the can rewards fix it and, and that you need afterlife it. Afterlife from committing, you know, uh, you know what I got out of that is I got myself in a way I never knew possible. Couldn't have even dreamed I could have felt the way as an empowered person that I do now. And that was as a single person, and now have a fantastic empowered relationship in my life. You know, those things yeah. seemed unreachable from where I was. So all of that awaits you if you commit. And I think, um, and I think, you know, that definitely, you know, that the course that we just mentioned, but there are a lot of other resources on the website. You know, maybe you're codependent, maybe you haven't been in a narcissistic relationship, or, you know, maybe there's just some things that are resonating with you here, but... Um, just referring to some of the Melanie Tonya Evans products that are available, um, we've got the ebook How to Recognize and Heal from Codependency available for fourteen ninety five. Uh, that's um, Australian dollars, and that's available for instant download. So that's a great sort of um, starting sort of uh, document or a bit of reading there. So great ebook, sort of thirty to forty pages from memory with really, really, really good juicy information and, and a whole lot of guidance. Um, if anything we've said today sort of rings true for you, then that's great. Um, and it doesn't have to be a codependent love relationship. There could be codependency that you're finding in other areas of your life. It might be with a, a sibling or a friend. Um, there's all kinds of ways that, um, you, know, that you, you can be codependent in all kinds of contexts. So uh, useful for anybody who um, has codependent tendencies and thinks that they need to do something in order to, to feel safe and well. And another really good one is how to understand and implement healthy boundary function. Uh, both of these ebooks um, make up part of the uh, recovery from narcissistic abuse program, but they're also but also available separately for 14.95. Like I said, um, instant download from the Melanie Tonya Evans site, uh, website under the Empowered Relationships tab on the navigation there. And um, Mel, you've also put together the Empowered Relationships e-course, which is just a really useful course for anyone who's 
been dissatisfied or um, found themselves repeating problems in, in relationships or in life or just not fully getting out of um, relationships, whether it's a love relationship or interpersonal relationships, what they want. And um, really useful, again, like we talk about taking responsibility for, for your energetic charge and, and resetting that and um, setting your navigation, your autopilot, if you like, for where you want to go and staying true to that path and, and, and reorientating yourself and what you're going to attract into your life. So you can be where you want to go. You can have what you want to get. Um, it really is that simple. It's taking responsibility for for for, you, for that that energy, for what you're putting out there and what you're getting back, rather than um, orientating yourself to other things in order to do that. Which, like you said, it's a it's a lose lose. And what what we're after is a win win. And in the context of an ever expanding universe, well, things are winning. Everything's multiplying constantly. It's not just a win for one person. It's a win for everything. So in every positive, healthy interaction, whether it's a relationship. Um, uh, you know, interpersonal relationship, uh, engaging in a, in a project or a, a job, um, you know, growing something in the garden or eating something healthy. You're, you're multiplying cells, you're multiplying well-being, you're making people happy, you're creating wealth. You know, if you're if you're in a if you're in a family environment, if your parents, then your children are happier and healthier. Your partner's happier and healthier. You're more happy, happy and healthy. That it's win 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 when we get this right. And all we have to do to get it right is find our truth, get that energy right, stop accepting what we don't want and isn't serving us, hold that line and and allow, allow the universe to start serving us and to bring us what we want because it's all there, like you said, in abundance. It's a scarcity mentality that gets people stuck the other way and, and, and literally cutting themselves off from that flow. And um, and that's, that's right. what, what, what your, your t- teaching is all about, Mel, is, is, is getting in perspective what that all means and starting to work with these universal laws to make them work for us, not needy, broken, right. codependent people that accept less and never get what we want and, and ultimately come back to earth and repeat the cycle countless times till we do. So what do you want to be, really, at the end of the day? And that's what the whole purpose of life is, if we were to simplify it, is to get aligned. Because when you're out of alignment, it just doesn't work. And when you're in alignment, when you work out how to do it and you start doing it as a daily thing, and it's a very, very simple thing. In in fact, it's the simplest thing you could ever imagine. But when you get that alignment right and you are conscious instead of unconscious, you realize how easy life is, how much expansion, love and joy just starts getting delivered by express courier straight into your life because you know what life is actually working for you it's not against you and you are life but when you tap into it correctly and I'm not talking about having to do mantras every day or visualize or any of that sort of stuff I'm just talking about when you're in true self-function and one of the simplest things about it is start accepting things instead of resisting and judging them and decide you who you are in relation to it and what decisions you need to make to honour that without the charges, without the pain, without all of that unnecessary personalising. This is me, this isn't me. What is my next step? That's it. When you start doing that in life, you life will just deliver you everything that's you. But you know, of course, it's, you know, if you've still got old charges and pain and unresolved childhood and unresolved relationships, all those things, you're going to need that release. And that's where quantum healing comes into it because it can give you a clean slate where you can just start lining up. And then life just flows. Everything you want and will on, happen to you. And on that note, um, we have the three group power healing sessions for the price of uh, two available until the end of this year. Uh, we will not be doing any group power healings in December, but there's some really great ones that you can book ahead for January um, and February. That's Empowered Living and the topics are getting clear on what you want. Um, another topic, getting your focus off what you don't want and onto what you do want and working the truth of what you do want. So perfect for everything we've spoken about today. Um, and then into February, we've got um, letting go of the pain of the past, 
replacing negativity with positivity and understanding and setting boundaries. So if what we're talking about sounds like you, jump on and book them before the end of the new year. Three for the price of two, that's only $30.90 for three group power healing sessions on your choice of um, three of those topics. So perfect for everything that we've been talking about. Yeah, beautiful. So we're nearly, nearly done. We're running out of seconds. So um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. And uh, and we'll look forward to it next week. So bye-bye, everybody. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Okay, bye. Lots of love. <laughs>